Cryptobiography. I'm your host, Brandon Starr. This is episode 321 of Cryptobiography, and it's part one of The Visit. And here we go. Congratulations again, Seth, Catherine said. The after-tour party was in full swing, but Seth, exhausted after a multi-nation book tour, was ready to be home. Catherine, his editor, smiled at him. This was their fourth book together, and Seth Buster was about as outgoing as any fiction writer was. She had a soft spot for him because when she'd been made a junior editor, he was the first new author that she had convinced the publisher to take a chance on. He specialized in crime stories. The first book, Open Windows, had been a moderate success and nothing more, but Catherine had felt that the book, which she had obsessed over during editing, was better than the sales had made it seem. Something about the way they had publicized it had been off. Still, Seth had been a trooper, and had not complained after the long and only mildly successful book tour. His second book, And the Silence Remained, sold a little better, though it couldn't be called a hit. And again, Seth Buster had gone around the country without complaint, almost as if he knew his success was assured, though Catherine was up nights worrying about that very thing. Her real hope came from the fact that those who bought the second book, by and large, went back to buy his first book as well. It made a middling hit even easier to sell to the publisher, and Buster had been given a multi-book deal. His third book was The Breakthrough. Come the Darkest Night made Seth Buster a recognized name, sold hundreds of thousands of copies, and made his earlier books pop, at least briefly, onto the bestseller list as well. Seth had been had taken a lot of time writing his fourth book, though it was no longer than his third. Catherine had been concerned that he was facing some sort of creative dry spell, but Seth had in fact come through with another shockingly realistic crime story, titled To Me As You Dare, and it had sold every bit as well as the third. Catherine, as she always did, met Seth out on the bookstore trail several times for the latest work. Seth had seemed almost strangely at ease, it seemed to her as though he knew he had written the best book he could possibly write, and his success was not merely assured, but already there. Still, he was affable and open during the readings and talks, and she had, in the end, simply thought that Seth had settled into the life of a successful author, and found enjoyment in what so many authors found a burden, or at best a mere chore. "'Do you have any ideas for the next one?' she asked by way of conversation though in truth she was deeply interested. Normally, Seth gave her treatment by the end of his tours. He used story planning as a filler for the many travel hours. Sure, he said. Evasiveness wasn't his usual M.O., so she lightly followed up. I was just wondering. Oh, the story will come along, he said. I have no doubt of that. What that meant exactly, he wouldn't say. Before she could think of another way to ask roughly the same question... He had started a conversation with a few of the assistants. She listened in, but it wasn't about his next book at all. 
Every time the door opened, Seth noticed and looked to see who was coming in. Catherine was mildly surprised that he was so interested in everyone who was coming and going. It was like stories you hear about people who become president, who have a knack for noticing people and remembering them. Or perhaps it was something else. In several cases, Seth either asked the new person over or went to them. Overall, the party was a success. Catherine got what she wanted, which was for the people who worked in the office to have an enjoyable time out on the company's dime and chat with an increasingly well-regarded author. It was fun. It was good for morale. It was even networking on a minor level. So she was happy with how it turned out. She and Seth went arm-in-arm to the garage, got into their cars, and drove home. Catherine, though she still had a niggling worry that Seth had not yet come up with his next story and how long that would take, went home and slept well. Seth went home as well, but he did not sleep. He spent the next few days also not sleeping. He did not leave his house, which was a nice two-story he bought recently when the third novel had been optioned for a movie. If anyone had seen him, they would have seen a man who wasn't writing, wasn't even trying to write. He wasn't entertaining himself with shows or movies or music or books. He wasn't working on his house. He would have seemed to be watching or waiting for something. He spent a lot of time sitting on a random chair or sofa or seat of some kind, then going to a window or the front door or even the back door and looking outside. Late at night on the fifth day home, Seth finally seemed to be so tired that he had to sleep. He went to his bedroom, undressed, and climbed into bed. He wasn't sure how long he was asleep, but he woke up in a completely dark room with the certainty that someone was there with him. Mike, he said. Yes, a familiar voice said from somewhere across the room. He didn't try to turn on a light. He just talked out into the dark. To what do I owe the pleasure? Don't play with me, Seth, Mike said. His voice was lower than average with a bit of a rasp. I've been reading your books. All of them. All of them are from my life, from stories I told you when we were friends. Worse, the first two books really hid the details, but the third one was pretty much a direct telling of things I told you, and the fourth was even worse. If the wrong investigator reads that book, they'll have no trouble figuring out it was based on real events, and from there they could find me. What I want to know is, why? And that's the end of the first part of the story. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm certainly enjoying writing it. And thank you for listening. If you have any comments or questions about this episode or previous episodes, scripturebiography at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook, Mastodon, or Twitter, or I guess X. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> and thanks for listening. Words and Music, copyright 2023, Cryptobiography LLC, all rights reserved. Characters and events are fictional, fictionalized, or satirical.